Hello to another episode of Chefie's Sandbox. Um, I had done the like a podcast diary every day of the Ecstatic Force Festival. Well, I have come across another muse of sorts. Um, podcast guest Chelsea Sherman from episode 57. She is doing a seven-day self-portrait becoming an archetype challenge. I am trying to just be a little bit more in the moment, a little bit more spontaneous and get these episodes out there. And because I sometimes I have something to say and I want to share it with you Uh, because perfectionism does not always serve me well. Guys, I have an interview that I've been working on, holding on to for about two months now. And I feel bad about it. And then I don't at the same time because I got tired of yelling at my family every time because I work part-time. And so um, I get home thinking, okay, I'm going to work on my podcast. Well, my kiddo, she's an only child, wants lots of attention. It was just infuriating. Like, okay, I've said a million times over, I'm busy. I'm working on something. You know what you're supposed to be doing because it's the same every day. And anyway, I decided that uh, the podcast could wait and it could I would find time for it in the crevices, right? The gaps, the pauses between the other life that happens all around me. And, oh gosh. So to illustrate my point, how different this was, uh, we, uh, my husband and I had just, and my daughter, we had finished eating supper. And so instead of me rushing off to my office to work on a newsletter or a podcast or some social media post, whatever it was, I was just sitting there, um, kind of letting a pause develop to let him know that, you know, if he had anything to say, I was, I didn't have anywhere else to be than right there with him. And he was like, aren't you supposed to be podcasting or something? And I was like, no, no. So anyway, guys, just let you know that because there for a while I wasn't working except one day a week. And now I've gone back to working part-time. I've had a lot less time. And these interviews that I have with people, I'm taking a lot more time. I feel a lot more responsible, like I need to, because these are things that they might refer back to or have other people listen to, right? So I feel like it needs to be good. It needs to be good. I need to take out all of my ums and the word fillers, etc. It needs to have a nice flow. I need to have all of the links and the show notes perfect, etc. So It has been nice with the Aesthetic Forest Festival um, raw and uncut episodes. And then now today's episode, 
where I'm not going to care. I'm not going to go back and edit anything out. It's just going to be me sharing from my heart. So, and that's the only way this is going to happen. Because like I said, if I have to try and edit, then it's going to take its place behind the episode I've been working on for the past two months. All right. So let's go back to where I was. I was saying that um, from episode 57, uh, Chelsea Sherman was on and she is now running a seven day self-portrait challenge. And I loved that. So I woke up with an email in my inbox and I, I don't think this is uh, giving too much away, but she said to uh, take a picture of yourself holding a meaningful item. Okay, guys. So one of the first items that I grabbed was this. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see. If not, um, I'll just describe it to you. It is a, a Native American crafted necklace that my father gifted me a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, I'm saying maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> it just feel, it feels like it's been a really long time. And my dad and my mom either, neither one of them, but specifically my dad in this case, um, are not big on gift giving. So this is one of the few gifts that I have gotten from him. I'm sure his love language is more like physical touch or um, uh, quality time, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, this, so this was really meaningful me, meaningful for me. But as I began taking pictures of myself with this, holding this, I found myself feeling a little bit more heavy than inspired because it brought up so much. First of all, um, it looks like it has its shape right now pretty well, but it's still a little... I don't know what I've done wrong, but it won't, whenever you're, I'm wearing it, it doesn't really lay correctly on, on my chest. Um, so it, I have a tendency to like poetry, poetry eyes, everything. Right? It's like, I just feel as though sometimes I'm just, not getting things exactly right. Like there's something wrong. <sighs> and another thing, like I've had this internal dialogue recently about pe people seem to be very, what's the word I'm looking for? Aghast at cultural appropriation. And I think I get that in a way. I recently read a post that was saying that what she was doing was not cultural appropriation, it was cultural appreciation. And so, but the thing is, is like, if you are so worried about being viewed as culturally appropriating something, then you might not ever like really dive into the, 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 
ceremonies and symbols and things that light your soul up. So the thing is about this, I do have uh, a traceable Native American lineage. However, I don't look like it. So um, it's like probably someone would say I was culturally appropriating if I were to uh, learn or try to uh, steep myself into a lot of those ways. And it's trying to figure out. And, and so like another thing I don't, because I am such a mishmash of different nationalities, it's like, well, if I'm only allowed to own, I put that in air quotes, own the nationalities that um, are most prominent, like who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe I need to get a uh, the the most genetic tests, and so I can see what the greatest proportion is. However, it's just getting beside the point. It the necklace brought up a couple of different things. Um, I love my dad, and I. I just wonder though, how many of us somehow feel that we have let our parents down. <laughs> and I know he has said he's proud of me. Um, and then going to the cultural appropriation dialogue that was going in my head, which I totally overthink things. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, but that's just to say, that's just to give you a glimpse of like what's going on in my head, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I need to pick something that like, there's no baggage surrounding. I need something that lights me up that, um, because with, with the, with the photos, with this necklace, I was looking like more like nostalgic or, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm gonna show you guys the item that I ended up choosing. Yes, this is a crystal hippo. And I was posting this picture of day one challenge, posted on social media. And then I realized as I was typing out the caption or comment on it, that there was so much to it that I wanted to actually do a podcast on it to give you some more of the, the backstory. So spring of 2019, so we're going back, what, three years now? I, uh, hmm, I was recalling a conversation in which someone had talked about uh, Rubenesque women, <laughs> uh, Peter Paul Rubens, and I'm hoping I'm not mispronouncing the name he was a baroque painter and i had commented that i really appreciated his his the way he portrayed women because that's how that's where i carry my weight is in my belly and um thighs <laughs> so the rest of me kind of looks you know halfway slender but these uh baroque uh these rubenesque women you know, they have, they have some supper belly you know, on them. Like they've eaten something. Uh, they, to me, they, they looked like 
real women, um, or at least women that I could relate to. So this is just, you could probably skip to the end to, to hear, but I'm just like threading this all together, how one rabbit hole leads to another, to another. So anyway, I was going online on my phone while I was waiting for my daughter's, um, for her to finish with one of her theater classes at the time. So I looked up his different um, paintings and because I think a friend had referenced the birth of the Milky Way painting. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I haven't seen it, check it out. It's really interesting. Birth of the Milky Way. All right. So I was just appreciating yet again how I really like his artwork, um, that Baroque style. And I was looking at more of his paintings and I came across the hippo hippopotamus hunt. And um, I don't know what caused me to do it, but maybe I just had time. I went onto Wikipedia and looked up hippopotamus. And guys, it is freaking amazing. The hippopotamus is definitely not revered or respected or like known for all of its uniqueness. There's a lot of unique, very peculiar, strange, awesome things about the hippo that I did not know. And so I just kept reading and like everything was like really awesome. One of the things that I had read is that um, the hippo is a symbol for like fierce maternal love. So I loved that. Um, I had also read that there really weren't any social bonds that were noticeable between any of the hippos, except between a mother hippo and her daughter hippo. And that was just pretty synchronistic because, I mean, I only have one kid and it's a girl and um, other people have reflected back to me that it seems that we have a pretty special relationship. So I loved uh, reading that. It seemed pretty neat. Um, so the hippopotamus, I loved it. And I was reading, you know, that the, the hippo was very, very vocal. And so as I started reading more about hippo as a spirit animal in other articles, I realized, you know, I, hippo is like probably one of my spirit animals. I know some spirit animals, um, or if you rather, you can call it a mascot that come in your life for a season and then others are with you for a lifetime. And I'm not sure exactly quite yet if the hippo was for a lifetime or a season, but um, it stuck with me. And um, I'm just wondering how much to tell you. But in the Wikipedia article, it also talks about how the uh, hippopotamus's vulva is very unique and you can read more about it in there. But I think it was later that month or so. It wasn't that long afterwards that um, I've, I had my, my one and only like 
epic journey with mushrooms. Um, I don't know what they call it, but it's where you're like, you go through an ego death. It was that, that huge. I've, I've called it on a, on a podcast episode, the best worst day of my life. That's another story for another time. Anyway, I just thought it was really interesting that in the midst of that, I recall myself saying that the secret to the universe is in the, uh, the hippo's vagina. <laughs> so I thought maybe I would get a kick out of that too. But okay, so we will fast forward uh, about a, maybe a year and a half later. Um, by that time, I had um, started listening to Gabrielle Ginter's podcast, My Leap of Faith, and she was all about crystals. And I hadn't really felt called to any, any type of crystals, really. Um, but she, she had been talking about crystals. And then I had also been listening to the Soul Tribe podcast. And some of you may recall that those they're, they're sisters and they're the ones that I had gotten my Akashic record reading certification from. I took a class from them for both levels one and two. Well, um, I went ahead and signed up for level one class, not even having had my Akashic records read before. I just knew I heard about it. I was like, I'm in, this is definitely something I want to be a part of like the world would want to be a part of this if they knew about it. But while I was waiting for the Akashic Records level one class to start, um, I went ahead and booked a reading with the sisters. And you could either schedule a reading with them individually, or what I did is I did the dual reading. So both of them, they are in the reading, the Zoom call with you, and they have different styles different ways in which they read your Akashic records. So uh, Lucia is way more visual. Like she sees a lot of things and um, her messages from are considerably more direct, perhaps is how you could say it. And with her older sister, Lorena, um, she has a lot more of feeling. So she can feel the messages in her body and has just knowings that come to her. And so it was really neat. I, I wanted both <laughs> in that reading. And so these things are kind of happening at the same time. I was kind of asking Gabrielle, what type of gem shops do you recommend? I was on the hunt for a crystal hippo. Yeah. Because um, by this time, I had, I had also started my podcast, and I wanted to be able to really open my mouth and be vocal. And yeah, so I was on the hunt for a crystal hippo. I had asked Gabrielle what her favorite shops were. I had started looking around. No one had a crystal hippo. But um, so I'm trying to figure out what, what to say first. But let me just read to you an email I sent to Lorena and Lucia. 
It says, the day following my reading in which y'all mentioned that my soul presented its soul contract in an outline form and showed you that my life was marked by bands of light and dark, I came across this crystal carved in the shape of one of my spirit animals, the hippo. The seller only had one and it was in fluorite. When they sent me the picture of it, I immediately thought of your reading and knew it was meant to be. See what you think. And I will post this on the website, but yeah, if you hold it up to the light, you can definitely see the bands. And what had happened was I wasn't seeing any hippos. So I had contacted the shops directly and third eye tree is one that said, you know what? Hey, we have one hippo and it's in fluorite. Well, I looked up fluorite and it is about flow. It's about opening up the heart and connecting um, the higher chakras um, with the heart chakra. And it can help you organize your thoughts. Um, so fluorite can mean flow. And so I thought, what better? It just seems so synchronistic. Like I wanted, one of the reasons why I wanted a hippo crystal was to encourage me to open my mouth and actually speak my truth. Because I feel like for so long, I've been afraid of doing that. And then for it to be coupled with being in fluorite, which is all about flow and getting your thoughts together and communicating effectively. I still think I'd probably need to work with this crystal, <laughs> but, um, I thought it was so synchronistic. So that was coming to me. Um, or like I said, the day after this reading that I had with the sisters. Yeah. And like I mentioned in the email, so apparently my soul <laughs> is really structured and for those who know me, that might not be too much of a surprise that my soul contract was an outline form. Like you have points, you know, Roman number one with your sub points, A through C, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I just thought that was really amusing. Because I know like your soul can choose, um, if you believe in re reincarnation, your soul can choose different expressions of itself. So the way that you are expressed in this lifetime might not necessarily be like your soul's true essence. Um, it's kind of like a costume that it's putting on. But in, I guess in this case, um, my, my, life, my, my love of organization, it, it, it did translate. <laughs> so yeah, my soul's... Um, my soul contract was an outline form. I think that, I think she mentioned that that was different somehow that that's not often how it comes across and that it showed my life was marked by bands of light and dark, light and dark. And I have told you guys in previous podcasts about how um, in other readings, like this duality has been seen like opposites and I've often dealt with depression and bipolar and like the best and the worst is like, Oh, I guess my soul was like, give it, give it to me all, give it all to me. But, um, 
so that's what part of my my message to them was look at this it was bands of dark and light dark and light and in this in this crystal hippo so when i grabbed this item i was like yep this is this is what i want especially if the whole hashtag of this seven day challenge is uh, becoming an archetype right what am i wanting to what strengthens me? What is it that I, what reflects back to me the best parts of myself? And even though I love this necklace, um, I don't think that, it, this, this hippo is special in a different way in that it is inspiring an archetype of, of speaking my truth. And so I'm excited to see what the other days of the, the photo challenge are. And uh, yep, I'm really excited. Maybe I'll have uh, seven days worth of pictures in which I can look back on and become inspired by myself, right? <laughs> I think so many times we are inspired by others and that is so beautiful. But in that, at least for me, there's that killer comparison, right? It's like, wow, they are on it. They are magical. They are getting shit done. And they're only 25 years old. Like, I must have missed the boat a long time ago. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but for us to be able to see ourselves as inspirational, as embodying the things that we want to become, I think that could well be the magic behind this self-portrait challenge, maybe. So I'm excited. Hello to another episode of Sheffy's Sandbox. Um, I had done the, like a podcast diary every day of the Ecstatic Force Festival. Well, I have come across another muse of sorts. Um, podcast guest, Chelsea Sherman from episode 57. She is doing a seven day self-portrait uh, becoming an archetype challenge 